0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dwayne Moore, and you are listening to the Heart of Worship podcast. We're glad you joined us as we talk about topics and tips for worshipers and leaders. My co-host is Stephen Moore. Welcome back, man. Yeah. Episode number two.
1: These things are fun. I think so. I'm I'm having fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I really enjoyed last week's conversation about the Grammy nominations. I really Me felt too. a little bit more out of touch than I wish I'd. I hate to admit that, but I, I'm a little. But, I mean, I, I I think that's those conversations get us more in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Catch us up. So that was good. Can't hurt. No, I just got to learn how to pronounce some of these artists' names. I need right. to work on that. But uh, today, we're going to talk about another uh, topic out there that's, that's. I mean, a lot of people are talking about. It's Kanye Coffee. West. Coffee. Oh. Coffee. Yeah, you're drinking some. <laughs> what, what, do you, what, what did you do? Uh, you brought in a a fancy pitcher looking thing and
1: it was just a french press
0: just it a french press all got cold
1: though so i just microwaved it
0: you're not supposed to do that are you so that's like a no no it's it? fine oh, okay all it's right. fine yeah
1: i'm really bad about microwaving coffee being meaning i be surprised because you're a connoisseur of coffee but you're microwaving i'm not is the thing well, i like will you give i impression? like craft coffee because that's kind of like what what started me into coffee the first place I went to was a roastery in of itself, mm-hmm. and it's won awards and all this junk. Uh, a friend of ours, Kyle Gordon, was the one that got me on, onto this stuff. Yeah. The first cup of coffee I ever had was craft coffee, Okay, and I do love it. I really enjoy a good cup of quality coffee, but I can also drink Love's gas station coffee all day long and be totally that pregnant. is so wild to me yeah and in the same way i'll i'll literally microwave one cup of coffee five times because i'm i i get sidetracked and forget to finish it but don't want to drink it cold i've even a couple times forgotten it in the microwave after i microwaved it and come back like the next day and be like oh there's coffee Ugh. two
0: minutes <laughs> i'm sorry that's, that's that does not sound good to me so. okay so so let me, let me let me tell you what happened the the tell, tell our listeners what happened the other day we were in atlanta yeah, yeah. You know what I'm You know what I'm about to say. Yeah, yeah. We, we walked over. Well, my sister was in the hospital. She's doing much better, mm-hmm. but we 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 sat there a while. So we took a break and we went looking for coffee. And we, yeah, we did. It was on Thanksgiving Day, so there was nothing else open, but Starbucks was open. And we walked in, and 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 I ordered a the liberals. Uh, he said it. Said it I don't know. That's what he said. Uh, Actually, I do know, and you're, you're actually right. But anyway, but we, we, we supported them anyway. And so I walked in, and I ordered my typical latte, cinnamon dolce latte, and the guy said, do you want that with reserve espresso? Like, I don't know what that is. And he, oh, he was excited to tell me, only place in the whole southeast that had reserve espresso. And then you, you ordered uh, you order some kind of coffee. And you got it. You got that. Yeah, it's a, it's a brewing method called siphon. Siphon. I didn't want espresso that was reserved because of what I was getting, but you did, and you got it in the siphon. And the way they do it, it looks like a science experiment, It right? is very cool looking. The,
1: the eye, the, the stove eye has like the light underneath it. Shines uh, it is up very through, cool. through what looks literally like, um, what do you call and they it? And they brew it right vials. in front of you. Me. I mean, you can,
0: you can just sit there and, and watch them do it. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was a show. It was entertaining, actually. And
1: it was probably the best cup of coffee I've had from a Starbucks, granted. So well, I'm glad because
0: I paid $16 for that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It, the one cup wasn't
0: $16. It was $16. Oh, whatever. Total. Yeah, whatever. Plus tax. I know my latte. That included tax. That I order, like, everywhere. does not cost that much. But anyway, right. so so the point is that you love great coffee, but yet yeah, you'll go to co- the gas station I, that didn't really make me feel better knowing that I spent sixteen dollars, and you you could have gone. It's for like dollar. Two different kinds of drinks to me, though. Okay, is it a mindset? I mean, you just walk in there thinking differently, or what? I mean, it's it's
1: like one. It's like ordering Coke and then another day ordering Dr Pepper to me. They're they're not even they're not even really? both the same thing. Wow, because they're that different. But that said, obviously I don't mind either one. So how do we get off on coffee? And then and then drinking six-time microwave coffee is like drinking a flat coat that's been sitting out for three days.
0: All right. I'm just kidding. It's well, I don't drink coffee at all, so I don't know. I'm a latte guy. I'm a, I'm a dessert coffee guy. Yeah. So I don't understand you, coffee connoisseur. Oh, I'm sorry, you're not one, but whatever. Where you pour overs and you siphons can. and all that. I don't know about it. French press. I don't know about that stuff. That's not what we're here to talk about, but, but it was an interesting conversation. I'll go with it. Yeah. You seemed to really enjoy it. It kind of lit you up a little bit. I did. Yeah. I did. But what we are talking about is a current topic that a lot of people are talking about. So we're going to talk about Kanye. Wallace. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Killing I'm <me>. just <laughs> Kanye West. Yeah. We are. What about that guy? Well,
1: I saw like. Recently, that your friend Scott Dawson's having him in for his Strength of Sand conference.
0: That's right in January. Yeah,
1: which yeah. is crazy. It's happening in Pigeon Forge, right Tennessee. Yes. Where, what's the venue that's going to hold that many people?
0: Uh, they actually, yeah, it's uh, it's I don't remember the name of it, but it's huge, obviously huge. And 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 Scott will run; he'll have multiple services or sessions, and so he packs them in. They'll have I don't know; they're limited, they're they're probably top out at nine or ten thousand. And here's, what the, here's what's happening. This is amazing. He texted me the other day. He said, you won't believe it. He said, we're having 100 churches per hour try to get into the conference. Once he announced that Kanye was coming.
1: Crazy.
0: As soon as the announcement went out, that's how it jumped up. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So there's some like minimum wage intern. <laughs> turn all
1: the time. <laughs> She's got like six phones yeah, surrounding her in a semicircle, <laughs> and she's sweating.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give a shout out down to down Gina there. Hanley, um, and Gina is um, Gina is the director of the conference. So bless her heart that she's having hope, kid, having to navigate all of that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's just amazing that uh, this guy has suddenly come on the scene in a Christian among Christians. Now I know. He's huge, has been for many years now, right, as an artist. But, man, suddenly the Christians have taken notice of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's with the whole I'm living for Jesus now yeah. thing. Um, you know, obviously he's polarizing. Yeah. You know, um, you don't have to be on Social media for very long to discover that I think, or at least as of He's late, very pro- it's, polarizing it's been a know. topic of conversation. You know, and so I've given thought to where I stand, and it, and and I no doubt I struggle, I have to fight the cynical mindset okay. all, all the time in anything. This included, you know. So your first reaction is, you know, hey, yes. I I do believe, and Scripture attests to God can do what He wants. You know He's capable.
0: In other words, changing, He can change anyone. changing
1: the hardest okay. hearts. You know, uh, but I also know that this dude got to where he is because he's not an idiot, and he knows how what people want to hear. He knows how to appeal to an audience. You know, he knows things to say, things not to say, uh, and he has a history of just being off the wall. Bizarre, kind of crazy, controversial um,
0: to garner publicity, you know. And so there's a Ben Rector song we were listening the other day. Did you notice the words? It says, not crazy like Kanye. It says talent like Kanye, just not as crazy. Not as crazy. That's how the line goes, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a (laughs) a good point. Ben Rector's a good artist. Go listen to him if you haven't. Anyway, um, and I, I weigh that out in my mind thinking about it but at the same time i can't know that he's that he hasn't changed you know and i try i have to recognize that too anybody does mm-hmm. you and i don't know him personally he's given no indication so far that he, he ha, you know that he, he's lying or that he's just full of it um, and so m- where i've landed with it personally is for me it's too soon to tell that's where I'm. That's where my stance, and it probably will be for the next year. And it also means I'm going to keep my mouth shut about it.
0: You yeah, know? that is important. You know, I'm you not going to learn a lesson from that.
1: I'm not going to start promoting this dude as, as the next great Christian influencer that everybody should go listen to. But mm-hmm. what good does it do anybody to hop on Facebook and be like, ah, oh, he's probably just yeah. BSing people, you know? Yeah. Um, so
0: I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about it. Well, so I, have some, I have some right. thoughts about it. Uh, as well. And and I, and I also want to talk about, in reference, not so much about Kanye directly, but in reference to that kind of flowing out of that. Because one, he's brought a couple of things really highlighting in, in calls and conversations that need to be had. And I think one of those conversations particularly is that, you know, how much leadership and influence should we lend to someone or give to someone or, or, or encourage someone to have in the Christian world yeah. that, that's, that's, a, that's a new Christian I mean right. is, that, is that wise? Uh, you know, so I think that's a conversation I, I want to take a break and I want to come back and talk about it but uh, I think that's some, uh, one thing and then I have another thing just, just how he's raising the bar and well he's certainly bringing a different dimension to music and, and, and how that I'm wondering how, what you think about how that will influence the church I think it. I yeah. mean, it, it's probably going to make an impact even inside the church. And, and his style of music, I mean, I don't know if it's still there, but it was like the top of the charts. His Jesus Is King album. So I mean, people are listening to it. I was, I was just riding down the road. I parked it. It stopped at a red, uh, red light the other night, and I hear Kanye's album being played on the car beside me. It's yeah. crazy, you know. So it's, it's it's gotten so much attention. So that's bound to. Them. Well, maybe not, but I feel like it'll it, it will trickle down into into the church in some ways, and I want to talk about that. Fair enough. So uh, let's take a break. Come back and talk about it. All right. See you in a moment. worship podcast and we're talking about Kanye West. What in the world does Kanye West have to do with a heart of worship? Isn't that really what this conversation boils down to? Stephen, you were saying that uh, you don't want to judge him too quick. A lot of people have though. A lot of people have already summed him up that he's not, you know, he's not yeah. the real deal.
1: Including, including me, I have to work really hard not to sum him up too quick. I think the difference between me and, and some, some people is I just try not to say much about it at all. Okay. <laughs> but my my brain definitely works when I think about it all too. you know. Um, did you see the the Joel Osteen interview that he did or hear that recently? I say it was an interview. He was at, yeah. uh, what's yeah, the name did. of his church? Yeah, Joel. Lakewood Church. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. In this interview, there's a there's Oh, a point yeah. I know what you're going to say. Where he says, um, you just you've heard all about my ego already. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. The greatest artist that God ever created is working for the Lord. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's can't tough have to his swallow mouth in front of however many thousand people. Um, yeah, and so stuff like that's like, oh man, that's that's really good stuff. Yeah, I've, I've never said anything like that from a stage. Anyway, um, um, no. because I can't lay claim to it for one. But, right, right. Um, you know, it's actually that stuff, lines like that, statements like that, specifically that make me look at him and, and, and actually think more so that he might be legitimate. Yeah. Why why is that? Well, you think about anybody that's trying to win a certain crowd or people group Mm -hmm. and are are, are constructing their statements and their thoughts accordingly. They're going to say the things that they know you want to hear, and they're not going to say the things that they know you don't want to hear. Okay. You know, that kind of statement, is not one that's going to win him points. Oh, yeah. That, no, with the it certainly won't. Protestant. It, did, it hasn't.
0: Sure. Yeah, you're right.
1: Um, and so that's the kind of stuff that makes me think, okay, maybe he's not, maybe his agenda... He's not pandering his motive to us. Those, is not, yeah. Huh, that's interesting not perspective, to, yeah. to say what he has to say. To, I haven't to, thought of it like that, but yeah, that makes sense. So little cracks in it like that make me think, okay, maybe he's just doing what he does and trying to figure it all out. And, and I know... Um, Scott, in announcing his conference, even talked about a brief conversation he had with Kanye, and Kanye yeah. was saying he's a believer, but he's still working on still things,
0: working on it, yeah.
1: Which can I guess lead us maybe into that into the what, what you were bringing up with influencers? So should okay. be believers be influencers?
0: Yeah, let's go there. What, what do you what do you what do you think? I mean, well, first because of he all, is an
1: influencer. That's the thing with Kanye. I feel like this rule doesn't apply quite the same with him because he. He already is. You're not. You're not giving him influence. <laughs> he's. True. He has. He he's had it for a while. Well said. You well know. Said, yeah. and, and so. So that state is him. Is for him one way or another. But if, if there was any new believer that I would give platform to, which yeah. there are those, I don't think all of them should just. <laughs> don't talk to anybody until you've got five years under your belt. Till then, just keep your mouth shut. No. I, that kind of. Mindset and heart displayed in making a statement like, I'm a believer, Scott, but I'm still trying to figure stuff out, which is what Scott said, Connie said to him. "You know, that Carrying that kind of heart into it, even in that Osteen interview, he said, we've all fallen short. Yeah, he did. And kind of just carried himself as if he's still trying to figure things out. He's short, not up there. Falling like, short of God's glory. In suddenly in sin, he he's the you know third coming kind of thing. Um, no, he doesn't do that. I think that would go a long way. For me,
0: in, in, in wanting a quote, new believer, I, w- I would have an issue with it if uh, we put him in a position of leadership, you know, officially a title position in a church because he's such a new believer. But I mean, honestly, get up and testify about what the Lord has done in your life. I mean, I, they can have gotten saved yesterday, and I, I want to hear what they have to say today. Right. So, you know, that doesn't. That's not being influential in that way. It's just, hey, you're just yeah. just sharing what God's doing in your life, and and I I, I want to be supportive of that. I want right. to be open minded to that, like you said, and, and God can change anybody, right? And He's not acting like it seems like He's not acting like every word out of His mouth is gospel truth. No, I, know, well, which um, what nobody, little, what I've heard should. from Him doesn't sound that way. No, but, I haven't heard everything yeah. He said, but um, yeah, I. I I listened to his whole album, and I don't think everybody's done that, but I took time to listen to the whole thing, and, and, and I wanted to – this was back, oh, uh, no, I don't know, a month ago probably, and uh, maybe the 1st of November. And so here's I wrote something on, on Facebook, and I want to read part of that because I quote from some of his lyrics, and I think it's, I think it's helpful. Um, I said, I just finished listening to Connie's new album, Jesus is King. I can honestly say I enjoyed it, and will probably listen to it a few more times, and I have. I've listened to it since. In in one of his tracks, he says, this is quoting one of his, his songs, told the devil that I'm going on a strike. I've been living for you all of my life. And now my thoughts on that when I first heard it is, I think he just may be serious about that. I mean, this album has more references to Scripture and is more unapologetically bold than some Christian albums I've heard. His last song simply says, now this is a quote from his last song, and this is, this, this is all the words of the last song. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. And then he repeats those same words again. That's, I mean, that's strong. That, that's bold. If he comes out later, and, 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 and it's, it, you know, I don't know that he will or he won't, but even if he wasn't sincere, you can't retract those words. Those are truth. That's powerful. And, it, you know, remember Paul said, that even if we don't know their motives, at least Christ is being preached. I mean, Christ is being preached, and yeah. that is preaching Christ. So, I mean, I think you got, that's, that's powerful to me. Sure. No, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, I, and this is what else I heard in the songs, and I'll share this. Um, this is from another song on the album. Told people God was my mission. What you've been hear what you be hearing from the Christians, they'll be the first one to judge me. Make it feel like nobody loves me. If they only see the wrongs, never listen to the songs. I was never knew until I knew of a true living God Yeshua. Somebody pray for me. To say I'm changed, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask, What you smoking? Yes, I understand your hesitancy, but I have a request. You see, don't throw me away or lay your hands on me. Keep praying for me. Hmm. What do you think about that?
1: It goes back to what I was saying about the just a cynical mindset. You know, I think to be honest, I still believe it's a naive position to just be. When I see people that are posting every other thing is a Kanye, like, mm-hmm. look at what God's done in his life. That's probably just because I'm me. And again, I try, I tend to be on the cynical side of things. But at the same time, the other extreme is no good either to, to vote, you know, vocally state or, you know, on social media or whatever. Oh, it's not real because he's done this. He's done this. That can't be true either. I mean, look at look at, at the gospel. Look at past examples of what God's done in people's lives. Mm hmm. And so, yeah, I'm a middle ground kind of guy on this one, you know, and and I,
0: Hmm. okay. Well, I mean, we don't have to, you know, nobody's looking to us to approve him or disapprove him. I'm just, I I am curious in what you thought, but here's what I summed up in this, and this is right after his album was released, it was within the, within a few days after his release. So I said, so I have an idea. Why don't we give Kanye a chance? Why don't we intercede for him in prayer? I mean, he asked, he said, keep praying for me. Why don't we do that? Uh, rather than ridicule him, why don't we pray for him? Yeah. God can change anyone. And why not do what Kanye asks of us and pray for him? And I, I really think that's where I, I want to be. I, I would want people to be that way toward me. Yeah. And, and I want to be that way toward him. So. So, you know, anyway, that, that, I think that's, that's good for that conversation. But I still believe that we're responsible to disciple people and be responsible in who we put in leadership in, in influential positions within our churches. Mm-hmm. And, and so but no one's suggesting that, he, that that's happening. And I just want us to be careful not to put him on too high a pedestal because ultimately that's not what he wants, I don't think, based on what he's saying. But it's certainly not appropriate. God is the only one that, that will never let us down. He's the only one that deserves the glory. Yeah. And so we'll just have to keep that mindset, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you ask, what do I think about the his statement? What was it in the song where he talked about, what are you hearing from the Christians?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what he said. What do you hear from the Christians? Um, make it feel like nobody loves me. if. They only see the wrongs. They never leave me listen to my songs, and I I think that's sure. a good point. They don't even they're not even listening. It they're is just that, summing it up.
1: I know earlier you asked what did I think about it. I don't know that I actually answered that specifically. I, I think it is. It's uh, sad, you know. What is sad? That just the reality of that. Um, that people, including all of us, me, anybody, can be so quick to jump to oh conclusions. Yes. Uh, I think the other side of it, though, is is if we're honest, some people don't want it to be true for Kanye, you know, for someone like that. But grace, God's grace, it it is ridiculous, Mm. you know. It's not just the people who've committed the minor wrongs, you know, the little things Mm -hmm. that are that are. Within reach of redemption, it's people that have, you know, they're they're murderers, the rapists, the worst, the worst, you know. And I know Kanye is none of those things, but he's still uh, he's a guy that spent his career promoting, uh, not very morally. Sound I got to be honest, I, I've concept, never I've know.
0: never listened to his music. I mean, I never not not before this. I'm one of those. That's, he's got my attention as a Christian. I'm a Christian that, yeah. that's, t- that's taking notice of Kanye West now, like so many. But let me tell you what happened. When I was first listening to his album, uh, I was listening on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Spotify, you know that once it's played the album, it'll go to other songs like it. And that's what happened. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have the setting set up right. I don't know. But all I know is, whoa, it went from Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, to I can't even repeat what it said on the next song. And it was one of his former songs, right? It's one of the songs he'd written in the past. And, and y'all, the words were, I mean, it was risque. It was bad. And I'm just glad I didn't have some, my family in the car, you guys were in the car, or, or somebody else listening, because they thought, why are you listening to that? I didn't mean to. He yeah. just came up on Spotify as a part of Kanye West, the artist. And that, yeah. that, that's, that demonstrates the, 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 the huge difference between then and now, yeah.
1: Um, John Newton wrote "Amazing Grace."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to make sure I got my facts straight. Was he the one that was a slave captain?
0: I'm um, not a, a captain, a, but on he a run- ship. yes.
1: So, I'm only assuming this is a true story because I heard it taught from a stage at a conference. So okay, all right. If it's wrong. <laughs> blame that guy not okay. me <laughs> right right either way it's it's a it's a crazy story and i think the value of it still holds um, so he was he worked a slave ship ended up getting saved writing this song amazing grace yeah you know and i think the presumption then is that his life was turned around he realized what he was doing was, was wrong he turned from that never did it again but what this guy at this conference brought up was that the reality is John Newton continued for years, I think five to seven years or something like that was what this guy said, as a, working the slave ship after coming to Christ and writing a song called Amazing Grace. I've heard that. Yeah. And man, that says so much. Now, I do believe eventually his heart was changed and he realized that, you know, what he was doing was, was wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm reading in a, a bio here, um, and, it's, and it's supporting what you're saying. Okay. Uh, it, it says Newton took, I'm sorry, uh, Newton did not radically change his ways at once. His yeah. total reformation was gr- more gradual. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And it is interesting because it's it's the... It's the, hey, this guy says he's a believer, but then he gets up and says, the greatest artist God's ever created is working for the Lord. You know?
0: In other words, we it's, should be a more patient ego. with that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: and then you look at that and you're like, oh, he's fake. Like, you can't, you don't know that. Mm. If anybody looked at you, me, or anybody else at a given moment, they might say, we're not a believer either, based on that one. Wow, experience. that is so good. You That's know? true. And, and, um, That's good, man. So when I say it's sad, like that he would put that, you know, that that lyric in the song holds weight. It is true. Um, I think it's just, it's sad that the state in general that we're in is people. I'm not not pointing out the, the one individuals, you know, because I think we're all guilty of, of judging someone somewhere at some point. It might not have been Kanye, but it was somebody else, you know. Okay. And so I think it's always just collectively together reminding ourselves, hey, it's God judges hearts. We can't know that, you know. Wow. it's our responsibility to love, to build up, mm-hmm. um, and to pray. Man, yeah, to pray. I undervalue that so hardcore.
0: Yeah, but don't you want to feel like people are praying for you? I mean, in your imperfections. Yeah, i I'm I want to feel like people are interceding for me, and and I, that's what and that that's what he's asking for in that song. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's a very simple, transparent song. Let's, well, will pray for me. Yeah. Don't just talk about me. Pray for me. Uh, I think we all need to learn from that. Mm-hmm. So here's the only other question that I want to talk about with Kanye today, and that, you know, that brings that out. What about all the the, the, the songs that, that are big choir songs, gospel choir songs? What about that? I mean, a lot of people don't listen to that kind of music, but they are now. They're listening to Kanye's album, yeah. and they're hearing these big gospel choirs. Have you? Did you see the... Uh, did you see the, the on the plane when when the choir was on the plane with him? Like basically rented out a whole plane, or who knows, I, with him he I probably did. bought the plane. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's his but, airline. <laughs> yeah, he might have bought the airlines. <laughs> but anyway, but 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 they're on the plane and they're singing different songs. And 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 uh, it's an interview. It was James Corden. Yes, yes. Yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was so good. It was and good. um, okay. So my question is. And I read this somewhere, and I, maybe they're, maybe they're on to something. Someone was saying uh, in an article that they believed that that could influence big choirs again in churches. Because, you know, in, in a lot of churches, choirs have kind of been downplayed, and they're not as popular anymore. And, and this article I was reading was saying, through Kanye, we may bring them back. What do you think about that? That's too early to tell, but, I mean, it's, it's a thought. Too, yeah. You know, it's funny.
1: That's just not a world... That you live in, that I live in, yeah. yeah. So,
0: well, I kind of do, and that's why I'm curious.
1: My, I, my, I wonder, has choir, choirs have kind of been around anyway, though, in like the gospel and gospel sort of.
0: They, they always have been. Kirk Franklin and I'm others sure. have always kept them strong. Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying now that, that now
0: he's brought it mainstream is my point.
1: Right. I mean, it certainly could. Yeah, I guess that's the way that works in general, I don't right? Know. Stuff comes I don't know. to the forefront. But it could. Start it could. It's interesting, isn't sure.
0: it? Sure. It's certainly it's- making a choir, big choir sound. Uh- not only more accessible to people because they're yeah. hearing it, but also maybe more popular. Obviously, it's, it's one thing to hear a, a big choir sound like that
1: and then to achieve a Yeah, big yeah. Choir someone sound someone like I was that. talking to,
0: I forget who it was, said, Yeah, but not just anybody has uh, uh, right. his, his level of talent in their You're choir. Right. Well, okay, I, I'll give you that. That's yeah. true. But I think the big choral sound, whether they're singing in parts or singing in unison, the point is the choir has always been around it was it's an old testament idea the choir has always been around it was in the it, it was in the old testament asaph led the choir sure. and uh he didn't lead a a trio he led a choir yeah. you know and and so it is a biblical idea and i'm so glad to see someone like Kanye bringing um, emphasis to that again i just wanted to make that point because i'm a choir guy i i, I love choirs it always cool. have yeah uh and put it in the right context they're a powerful way to involve other people in your church and to let other people have a part in the leading of worship yeah good choirs are, are beautiful I good mean, choirs i noticed I, what you said good matters <laughs> to everybody to other kind of choir i mean <laughs> they are
1: <laughs>
0: yeah well hey uh this has been good i want to come back and we'll take a break and in a few moments and we'll come back and talk about what we're learning uh speaking of learning I want to talk about coaching for a moment. Um, I do three phases of coaching each year. And um, the first phase will actually start it in January. It's online. We'll have multiple countries of people involved. These are worship leaders. These are pastors. These are church leaders. These are people that just want to grow as leaders. And it's really cool. It's one of the most fun things that I get to do. And um, so we'll... We'll talk about personal leadership. That's what we're really, really emphasizing in the in this first phase in January, which is the influence phase. It's just talking about working on our own selves, uh, time management. Like I talked about last week some of that kind of stuff. We'll talk about uh, um, how to deal with difficult people around us and how we can be a uh, you know an instrument of change in their lives, and so or at least how to you know what to do to help those situations. How to get along really and, and work well with our with others on our, our team, and our yeah. staff. Okay. So that's the sort of thing It's called online coaching, worship leader coaching. And it's not just for worship leaders, but it's primarily for them. So if you guys are interested in that, if, if you know someone that uh, maybe uh, somebody at your church that you think it'll, needs to be a part of that, somebody that's on the worship leadership team, hey, send them our way, nextlevelworship.com. And uh, click on the training tab and you'll see coaching. And uh, we'd love to have you guys get involved with that. You can apply... And, um, yeah, we'll be signing up. And we are signing up people now. And we'll start that in the middle of January. So I wanted to make a mention of that. Nextlevelworship.com. And go to the training. Uh, so we'll take a break. And we'll come back and talk about what, what we're learning. Uh, I think you've got a book or you're going to read a little bit from, a, a quote from, and talk about C.S. Lewis. I've got a book as well. We'll come back and talk about that. All right, we are back talking now about some things that we are learning. Last week we talked about your tattoos. Yeah, we did. That was pretty cool. And today we're gonna to cover another one. Another tattoo? Just your mom will not be happy. It's it's of my mom. On my That is mm, that's no. Okay. So in case you guys don't know, <laughs> Stephen, uh, He's my son, so so anyway, you hear some of that sometimes come out when our family talk here. Uh, and, and his mom is not real happy with his tattoos, but she's She trying. likes it fine. She's trying, she's trying. She likes it. She That's what you, you keep, keep telling yourself. You keep telling, keep telling yourself. But I will say that it, at Starbucks the other day, a guy, total stranger, just walked up to you and said, hey, what does that tattoo mean? I got to say that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Some guy from L.A. or something. Yeah. He just wanted to know. And, and and you got to witness to him. I mean, it was very cool. I sat there and watched it. I loved it. Yeah. So I'm not motivated to get a tattoo because of it, but I'm just saying that was cool. Did you tell your mom that'll make her feel better? No, I didn't. Her, she likes it already, though. Oh, whatever. Okay. Trust me. All right. All right. So so um, I want to talk about what I've been reading recently. We, we've we done a, some choice resource awards. Next Level Worship has come out with those. And you can go to our website and check them out. Twelve different resources. Some are books, some are music, some are online courses that you can check out. These are things we believe are really valuable and excellent and good worship theology. I'm very excited about the Choice Resource Awards, but one of those is a book by Mike Harland. It's a book called Worship Essentials, and I'm not going to get into all the details of that. I just want to tell you to go and read the book, but it's really, really good, especially if you are a worship leader or a pastor. Now, I realize not everybody listening is one of those, but maybe the Lord may call you to be that one day down the road or just as a a, a good church member that wants to support his pastor or her pastor and leaders, this will be a good book for you. Uh, but Mike Harlan wrote it, and we've got an interview. I did an hour-long interview with Mike. Uh, I did, went up to his office in Nashville and did an interview with him, and, and it's, it's a great interview. He did a good job just explaining the book. But what I want to point out to you is that he's got four – four parts to this book. Okay. Uh, and and I, again, I won't get into the details of what, what all these are. But the first thing he says, and he unpacks it in the book, is it's called Tell the Story. So the first section is about telling the story. And here's what he said, Stephen, I thought this was really good. He said, you can't tell a story that you don't have. I think he's got a good point. That's he said, true. so when you're leading others in worship, leading them to worship God, you need to have a story of your own. What do you think about that? You got to have a reason to lead them. You got to understand what you're leading and why you're leading them and what you're talking about. Would you agree? Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, you can't. I mean, you could just That's... get up and just sing the song and just open your mouth and the words come out. But what about if he knew what the song meant? Would that mean more? Sure. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the idea? It's like telling somebody. And he uses. I don't know if he uses this illustration. This is maybe my illustration, but he talked about this in the interview. Uh, we talked about it together. It's, it's like telling somebody about a great restaurant, but you've never been to that restaurant. It's like it's like listening to somebody interviewed about parenting, and they have no kids. Yeah. <laughs> They've never parented. They've never been to the restaurant. They have no experience, but they're talking about it. Do you want someone leading you in worship that's not experiencing worship? That's his point in the first part of the book. you got to tell a story, and first of all, you got to have a story. Yeah. Okay? And then you've got to communicate that story well. And... um and I want to get into this in a different con, a different podcast. I want to talk about leading and influencing people and engaging people from the platform. That's a different conversation, but that's what he gets into in the first part of this book, telling the story in a communicating way that's interesting and engaging, and so, and so. And then the second one is is make disciples. And this is what I, why I love this book, and, and and I love what Mike's doing so much. And 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 I'm not learning this so much as I'm being reminded of it, and I'm being encouraged by it. But this is something I, that our ministry has been trying to do for a long time is make disciples through through worship, and 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 so it's not just waiting for the Sunday school teachers or the small group leaders to do it. We all have a responsibility to help other people and grow, and that's what. That's what he talks about in there. So that, that was very encouraging to see. Make disciples whatever role you play. If you're the nursery w- workers, you can, you can encourage and, 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 and somehow influence the parents and the, and, 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 and the teachers around you. You can make an impact, and, and, uh, and your ministry can help make disciples. Okay, and then the third one is engage the body. So he said, and I want to hear what you think of this, but he said it's not enough just to sing to them. You want to engage them. You don't want to just stand up and sing at them. You want them to get engaged as well.
1: Yes. I think that's that's and that, great. That's leadership. Uh yep. It definitely is and uh and the the fact is they're going to be engaged by something. If it's not you, it'll be their cell phones or it'll Boy, be no, no, right. what they got right. what they've got going on tomorrow or it'll be That's for sure. you know the dude that looks funny on the front row or <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's super important. Uh, plus, it, it's just a it. It's, it just shows the unification of the body. That's mm-hmm. what I love about being a worship leader, or mm-hmm. about more than anything, you know, singing songs that are grounded in faith with a bunch of people. Yeah, you know, it encourages me.
0: It does yeah, and,
1: and so I, I think that's
0: totally. There's good. a verse in um, I think it's in Psalm that says, "Oh, taste and see the Lord is good." And that's that idea. If you've gone to that great restaurant, don't you want to go tell people about that great restaurant? Of course. So if we've if we've tasted the Lord, so to speak, in in our personal time, in our in our daily time, and we've gotten to know Him, fall in love with Him, we want others to do that too. We don't want them just to sit it there and watch us sing. We want them to experience His goodness, experience His grace, experience the 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 words and the meaning of the words we're singing. And I think that's. The point of this book, and it's certainly what I believe, engage the body. Hmm. Don't just let them be spectators. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the the fourth thing he says is aspire with purpose. And all I'll say about that today is that it's so important to not only know the songs you're singing or, or what you're doing in your church, but know why you're doing it. Just know why. I think there's a lot of people who don't really know why. They're involved with the, you know, with the church and and, and participating in some way. Stop and think, why do you do that? And that's what he said, aspire with purpose, have reasons, and let people know that uh, your purpose is to glorify the Lord, yes, but also to engage people and all these other things. Just have purpose and have a system. He talks about a system in that book, Worship Essentials. He says, how are you going to accomplish these things? Know how you're going to do it, have a purpose for it, and stick to it, and, and because in the long run, it'll pay off. Love that.
1: That's good. Yeah, I think purpose is so important, because often, whether it's, it's leading worship or music or something totally, totally different, someone will get into something, into a, a meaning, whether it's a hobby or a career, because they like it, mm-hmm. just because they enjoy it, which is good. Excuse me. You should enjoy it, um, but if that is the the reason, the problem comes into play because inevitably one day you're going to wake up and
0: you're going to hate it. This is yeah. uh. I don't know if this is where you're going with this, but it reminds me of when you said it. You said you watched uh, Shark Tank. Recently? Yeah, and uh, you saw a guy on there that that. That was—I forget what he—I don't know—I if I forget what it was that he was—he was trying. He, the, the, that that show is is one where people bring them ideas and try to get them to invest yeah, in their business so ideas. they and this guy brought a very unusual entrepreneurs right walking in front of four or five
1: investors like right. big time investors right. Now do you remember what you told me though? That uh, guy you're you talking the about guy? the fart candle. Dude. Yeah, yes, that. Yeah. So this guy is. I have no idea what was in that guy's head when he started that company or what. So, no, that doesn't relate to what I'm talking about.
0: No, yeah, I so, think it does, though. Wait a minute, because I what mean, you said is that he said his wife's working full-time because somebody asked him, how you support, you know, will yeah, my wife support me? it was
1: that, though. It, so that's why I brought it up, because he's <laughs> he literally walks in and puts these awful-smelling candles, and then one smells like bacon. <laughs> his whole His whole deal was like, was like I'm about, I was about to get married to my now wife, uh, but she hated the way my apartment spelled, so he was like i got to make it smell good, but I want it to still be manly you know, so he 's got one that smells like a campfire, one that smells like one that smells like bacon, and then one it was like a joke, granted, he knew it was stupid, but it smelled like a fart, he brings this in, and i mean the the design of like the logo and the, yeah. the stuff it all it looked like something you'd see in like the kids section of you know yeah, but anyway he was um they ask him. The investors ask him, "How do you support yourself on this?" And he's like, "Well, my wife works full time because yeah. he had made And then, no then, money." And then one i them
0: said, "Pointed back that to out. Him.
1: Just called that out. It's like you, your wife works full time while go. you pour fart candles yeah. all day long." There you go. And it's just, I can. I mean, that dude, he's gotten somewhere in that company because he, yeah. he's
0: on a. TV so we're not show picking on him, but the point that I'm trying to make. Well, through, I kind of am story- Well, okay, if, you, if you're listening, what but, are you but, doing, but, man? The- <laughs> <laughs> lose, lose the park. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, but what I'm trying to make through it is 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 your purpose worthy of your time and investment? Because that's what God's given a lot of time to that. Yeah. I just think, I think on the days when you wake up
1: and you hate it, if there's no deeper motive, deeper
0: grounding, yeah. then you
1: tend to fall by the
0: wayside. With but don't we have, ways. of all people in the world, don't we have the greatest purpose of all? And that's to ultimately, our again, the heart of worship is to, is to, Live a life of worship that encourages and others to want to worship Him too. Isn't that the greatest purpose of all? So, so, uh, you yeah. know, I was thinking about this just the other day. I get really like maybe the rest of us just kind of tired sometimes. It's, you know, it's just you can get discouraged. You can get oh, you know, if you're trying to lead, are the people ever going to get it? Are they going to follow? You know, do they? Are we going to be able to? Like right now, we're trying to raise money for the end of the year uh, in our ministry organization. We're trying to raise funds for. Big ideas we have for next year. And you just wonder, are we going to be able to do that? Are people going to get it? Are they going to support? You know, you have all these questions and it can be very discouraging. And what I was reminded of is something Paul said. He said, don't be, don't, don't be weary in well-doing. For in time, in due time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up powerful idea if you don't quit don't quit just know why you're doing it and that's that purpose that i think going back to the book worship essentials that's what he's talking about aspire with purpose know why you're doing what you do and do it with all your might even when you get tired because sometimes you just got to remind yourself there's a deeper purpose absolutely and it's not making those kind of (laughs) cans it's not doing what that guy was it's something that's going to make an impact on the world and this is going to bring hope and and help to people yeah right and that's the heart of worship. So that's what I'm, um, I don't know if I'm learning it as much as I'm being reminded about it. Uh-huh. Cool? Yeah. Um, yeah. So hey, I have enjoyed the conversation. We, we, I think we're good with that, though, right, for now. So we'll be back next week talking about some other stuff going on in the world. Uh, so th- that's the format, though. We talk about uh, a topic of current event. Uh, we talk about what we're learning, and uh, the other thing we do, we just share among ourselves prayer requests. And 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 I'll go ahead and say now, if you've got something you want us to to you know to talk about on 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 this show, let us know. If there's something that's that's kind of bugging you, or you're just curious about, or you just want to hear a conversation about. Right. Just just send in a, uh, what an email. We talked. We said an email office at next dot com. Send in um, what you'd like to talk about. We'll do it or we'll try to try to address it. We may not we may not know the answers, but if not, maybe we can get somebody involved that can be a guest on here and help us with those. Uh, and if there's a, something you say, hey, I wish you'd pray with me about, you know, we're not we're not trying to be pastors to you, so to speak. You got a local church, hopefully, that does that. But we would love to know, not that we share it online, but just so we can pray for you. So, uh, and, and I've got a prayer request, and that's this end-of-the-year giving campaign for our ministry, for organization. Um, just I wish you guys would, can, would really pray for us about that because we've still got, we got to raise some funds. I mean, that, you know, we're not desperate, thank the Lord, but we need, like we've got two big mission trips, for example. Well, actually three coming up next year. One uh, is the United States in the Midwest, and then two are international. And, and they cost money. I mean, it just does. And so how, how, our ministry is a nonprofit 501c3 ministry, and we rely on the support of people. And so that's a prayer request. What about you? You got one? I'm putting you on the spot. You're working on a new album?
1: Yeah, right, that. we are working on a new album. Um sure that can be the one okay. the new album I mean yeah just everything Everything's everything and moving forward with uh,
0: with the, the band I'm sure you talked a lot about it off mic and I know that's on your mind sure, yeah definitely a lot okay, alright alright well thanks guys for listening and uh, we will be back next week thanks for the time